Alright, legends, welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive. I'm having a great week, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, it's a bit shorter, thanking our Commonwealth overlords. I believe it was the Queen's birthday, or one of them. It doesn't really matter. But I've got a sharp new haircut, dude, so get that into you. If you're just listening on the audio... As many of you do, you'll be able to feel that extra bit of spice in your headphones this morning. And, uh, you know, that's that's the sharp new cut I'm rocking. You know, obviously, hairdressers are shut down at the moment. Uh, my sister's friend, Mia, is a hairdresser. It was a backyard number. Doing it old school like it's 1991. So, what, what a real treat. Um, good to have Mia on board as well. As, as I've said for quite some time... Uh, these men's hairdressers just are not equipped to deal with my lesbian locks. I mean, if you go in to your local men's hairdressers and ask a, a 33% Lebanese man for anything but a fade, he's never heard it before. You're fucked, okay? There's no chance. Men's hairdressers now, I think at TAFE, it's just a three-year fade course. You know, it's just like the last semester is called like making the cut as sick as possible. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, if you, if you want to stray from the norm of, uh, of men's style, as I often do, you know, I think I'm the third man to own this shirt I'm wearing right now, but, but if you want to stray from the road, you know, the highway, you want to, you want to take a back street um, and maybe grow the locks out, maybe, maybe not have the same haircut as the other 17 blokes waiting in line at the bar, maybe you just enjoy having long hair. I don't know what your problem is, dude, but... But the men's hairdressers, they're no longer the flexible, you know, the flexible artists we grew up with. I remember when I was a kid, you go into the hairdresser, you could ask this guy for a goddamn permanent afro, and he'd be forced, you know, by the oath of the hairdressers to, to do that for you. He'd be like, fuck yeah, here we go. Kids used to come to school with blue mohawks, it was going off. Now, I think as soon as they started making like Nike runners in like baby sizes... Once they started making like Jordans for, for genuine toddlers, I think now there's just no excuse to not be stylish at any point in your life. You know, there's, there's one-year-old kids with better shoes and a better haircut than yours truly, okay? Whereas before, that wasn't the case. Before, it was like just sort of be alive until you're at least five to six years old and then maybe we'll have another look at that and see, see how your style is, see what colors go well with your beautiful eyes, you know, now there's no excuse. You got to be fresh out the womb and you better, better be wearing some freaking, some general pants attire with a beautiful fade if you want to look your best in this modern world. But I, I don't, you know, subscribe. So finally, a, a women's hairdresser, a woman's hairdresser. I don't know, dude, but either way, I may have received my last ever haircut from a man. I, I, I can't see myself going back. You know, dude, the last time I got a men's haircut, the guy was looking at my head like there was a fucking octopus on top of it, you know, and that was a rescue job as well, to be fair. But anyway, I got a fresh cut. I also had something electric happen yesterday. Electric. Uh, I received an Instagram notification and thank God this was uh, yesterday was the day Instagram and Facebook went down. 
So I thank my lucky stars that went down in the morning and this iconic Instagram moment happened in the afternoon. So I get an Instagram notification. And I'm not going to lie, guys, yesterday, recording this on the Wednesday, Tuesday after the long weekend, I was Cody nowhere, dude. Wow. There was nothing happening in the top paddock. Barely had two brain cells to rub together. So this was the self-esteem boost I needed. But I get a, a notification. UFC fighter Alexander Volkanovsky has replied to your comment. Let that sink in, dude. Okay? Real recognizes real. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> dude, so how's this for a quip? And this is the sort of comment, you know, if you want to get attention from these high-level celebrities, you've got to make sure your comment is of that standard. And I think, you know, I was able to produce that. He, Alexander Volkanovsky, UFC featherweight champion, posted a picture of him with a microphone doing like an interview and he said back to business i very astutely commented mate you are the business hey i mean a comment of that caliber demands a reply okay and that's what it got i got i think he said ha ha but then fist emoji ufc fighters always have to use the fist emoji in every comment let's everyone know how tough they are but, dude, Alexander Volkanovsky, dude, add him to the list. This is right up there with the time all day got around me on Instagram. Uh, I think two years ago, Mallrat replied to a comment. It was on a photo of me and Pat wearing Mallrat shirts, and I think we tagged her about four times. But still, the reply stands nonetheless. Um, and at this point, I'm just collecting Australian celebrities who are, in fact, close personal friends. Picture this. Next Sunday beautiful day, right? Five-person picnic. At this stage, I'm looking at me, Mallrat, all day and Alexander the Great Volkanovsky potentially having a picnic, okay? Now, I'm not saying we're going to. I'm just saying that that is now within the realm of possibility for yours truly. So, it's exciting, you know? It's exciting. To, I was thinking any other Australian celebs I'd love to interact with, uh, one would be, I want to go someone who's not like too famous, someone gettable. Um, I, I would love to, <laughs> I would love it if like the Bondi vet, <laughs> the Bondi vet commented on one of my stand-up videos. If he did, that would be cool. Especially with his haircut. I feel like me and the Bondi vet are now sort of, you know, fellow tens as it were. So there's definitely a connection there. Um, there's definitely a lot of relatability. Uh, so if the Bondi vet commented on something of mine, that would be sick. Also love to get Australian Matilda soccer player, Hayley Razzo to comment on one of my stand-up videos. That would be cool. I think Macca has tagged me in about four to five of her photos with hilarious comments. We have received nothing. And, uh, I mean, from what I can tell her Instagram must be run by some sort of a Russian bot because... Some of the bands me and Maka have been slinging in the comments to receive nothing in return. You know, I just don't think any human could resist banter of that caliber, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, she's not a human. She's an elite athlete. So Haley Razzo and the Bondi vet. Does anyone know the Bondi vet's full name or his first name even? I want to say Matt. 
I want to say... I don't know. I thought his first name was The. <laughs> Bond, yeah, I don't know. Well, that guy, dude, get around me, brother. I'm a big fan. But anyway, the weekend that was, dude, the long weekend that was. And what a time, what a time. The long weekend, I love... I've already carried on for too much at the start of this pod, but my God, do I enjoy daylight savings more than anything else on this planet. Dude, if if you could make love to daylight savings, I mean, it's time. You can't really fuck time. You can fuck up your life though. So that'll, that'll, that could be time related. Okay. We're just going to edit that out. Edit that one out, Darcy. You referenced the mass Singer last week. That was shit house. And now you're just talking about trying to root the concept of time. We're moving on. We're moving on. The long weekend, though. What a time it was. I love the long weekend for that reason. It, it does mark the start of daylight savings, the spiritual start of summer. As we all know, I really only subscribe to two seasons, summer and winter. Um, I believe spring and autumn are, in fact, communist propaganda. Okay? So you can fact check that. You know, look into it yourself, as they say on the interwebs. Um, you know, there's summer sport and there's winter sport. And then there's then there's who cares, really, if we're being honest. But I love the October long weekend for all these reasons and more. Now, first story off the, off the thing off the off the old ranks or whatever first cab off the ranks thursday night in a horrible mix-up me and maca um pretty aggressively jumped the gun on the long weekend altogether as we know it starts friday 5 p.m whenever you knock off friday the long weekend starts me and maca will enjoy a glass of red on a thursday night traditionally okay adsy too we enjoy it Unfortunately, for whatever reason, I think, dude, once the warm air starts to get in your nostrils, the seasons start to turn. It's just like, oh, it's so exhilarating, you know? Love it. And so Thursday night, you know, I wasn't sure if Adzi was going to be home. So I get, I get four bottles of red and um, turns out Adzi wasn't home. I was foolish to think he would be. Um, next thing you know, you know, one thing sort of leads to another. Me and Mac are on the back patio and we just got absolutely fucked on Thursday night. I'm, I apologize for the blue talk, but I don't know what happened, dude. Is I think I thought daylight savings started on Thursday night or something because it was like 5 p.m. And then we were just out there having a great time. Our neighbor Ryan popped over with his dog, Tui. Dude, you try and have a bad time around an English staffy. I mean, really. We're having an absolute laugh. There's some light narcotic use. Turns into not so light. Next thing you know, it's freaking... I don't know what was going on. I I don't know what time it gets dark just before daylight savings, but anyway, long story short, it's like 10 p.m. on a Thursday night. We are old school blind, like it's 1991, you know? And we still got to work the next day. We completely got too excited for the long weekend. Then we ended up having <laughs> we ended up having dinner at like ten thirty, where where we cooked up steak and veggies at ten thirty. We completely forgot to have dinner. Mac is getting like head spins off the stove. I mean, I never cook anyway, so I'm sitting there, 
you know, sort of looking after number one as per, but... But, dude, Thursday really got away from us, and then I was pretty hungover Friday, I will admit. Pretty sheepishly. Pretty sheepishly, okay? And that's the thing, dude. Anyone can go to the pub. I'm looking at you legends in Perth and Brisbane and Adelaide and Tasmania. You know? Oh, I went to the pub last night, got a bit out of hand. Anyone can do that. You know, you're meeting people, you're drinking schooners, you live in La Vida Loca. But to gain that sort of momentum on the back patio, and I don't want to glorify the back patio. It's basically just a staircase, okay? And one time it collapsed. So not only is it tiny, it's also pretty dangerous. But just to stand on a back patio and to gain that sort of momentum where you lose, you lose all sort of relation to time and, uh, and, and the week that was and, and, and your place in it. I mean, we completely lost our minds. It was actually quite inspirational how much fun we were able to have on Thursday night um, with nothing but, you know, half a bar- barrel of red wine and and a fucking English staffy. I mean, what a time to be alive, dude. So then I'm coming into Friday hungover. Uh, Friday night, kept it quiet. Saturday, I make my debut picnicking, okay? Now... The picnics are here. They've been here for a couple of weeks. People are losing their minds for these picnics. And I will say it's pretty electric from what I can tell. Uh, here's your first thing. Take, take a girl with you because girls girls know how to picnic. I honestly couldn't picnic my way out of a paper bag given the opportunity. But take a girl. She'll bring you know, the picnic rug. So we get down there and it's cranking. It's cranking old school, okay? Social distancing, you know, time's a concept, but dude, social distancing is a concept in Sydney. We have the two-meter rule. Unless you're fucking catching a bit of a vibe, then it's whatever, dude. I mean, I don't know. Did Gladys resign over the weekend? I mean, I think, you know, on Saturday, I don't know if we still had a premiere. I don't know when she resigned, but it's possible that on Saturday there was no premiere. So, you know, the teacher's gone out for a toilet break. She's left the nerdy kid in charge. I mean, there's no rules. People are flying paper airplanes and doing coke in the public toilets, okay? Picnicking was wild on the weekend. But I went, I went, uh, I went to the beach for this picnic area and it's supposed to rain. That's the thing. Everyone's saying it's going to rain. Now, it's just got to the point with me where I was just keen to just lightning could have hit me on the head and I was still in very keen to have a great time and uh, lightning pretty much almost did hit me on the head I mean the rain came in it looked like Voldemort himself had turned up um, and it was ominous it was ominous for quite some time a lot of cowards began to leave a lot of cowards not real patriots that's for sure um, probably retreating to illegal house parties those dogs um, I'd arrest every one of them if I could okay I would meet up with all my mates, seeing all these people I haven't seen in ages, you know. You just run into these people. You go, shit, I haven't seen you in like four months, dude. We used to hang out all the time. It's crazy. So then uh, my mate Ben's uh, mates from his from his work, he's a sparky, mates from his work roll up. They're the first new people I think I've met in about four months. So I almost had a panic attack as I said hello. 
Uh, but they were absolute legends, meeting people, drinking. It's just like the old days, you know? Then the rain comes, okay? The rain comes and it's aggressive and it's pouring down hard. We all run to the cars. Um, a lot of people left, not me, because my friend Barthy, okay? Now, Barthy's an absolute character and an absolute legend. But my friend Barthy, just as the rain's about to hit, I gave him a call because he's supposed to be on his way. And he has a gazebo at his apartment that is within walking distance of where we're picnicking. But it's in his garage. He's going to go get it and then bring it down to the, to the picnic. So everyone is saying, you know, run to the cars. Quick, get out of here. It's, a bit, it's about to hail. Well, I've never seen a darker sky. I say, I'm drunk and I also am confident. I say, don't worry, everyone. Barthy is going to be here in 20 minutes with this gazebo and we are going to be having a great time, okay? The rain comes. It's some of the more aggressive rain we've ever seen. It's raining sideways, dude. Um, Barthy, this is what, four or five days later? He's yet to return a text or call from that moment. He obviously didn't like the look of the rain and pulled the pin. You know, some blokes would shoot you a text in that situation, Barthy obviously didn't feel the need, and I was standing in the rain looking pretty foolish, let me tell you. But then one of these tradie blokes rocks up, and he's got an awning coming off the side of his ute. So now, you know, fuck your gazebo, Barthy. We're under this awning now, and you know, there's no social distancing here. It's not even a real room. So now we're just, it's pouring with rain. We're all fucked. There's about eight of us under this awning. Um, I don't think we could be arrested for breaking the five-person rule because um, it was even too wet for the cops. So we're having this goddamn... Everyone's just going nuts under this awning, just fucking, you know, raving it up, as as the kids say. And because, I, you know, obviously, I'm quite a physical specimen. I, You know, I, I freaking tip the height bar at a, a gentleman six foot two, okay? And because of that, um, I was like also holding the awning up, like my head was like just constantly touching the awning, and then it made all my uh my long locks back then it made them all frizz up, and I kind of looked like Russell Brand. And then people were laughing at me for about maybe I want to say an hour before I cottoned on. You know, people start laughing at me. I think, fuck, this could be anything. You know, I mean, what am I doing? What am I holding? What am I saying? How am I standing? What am I wearing? I mean, it's very hard to know why people might be laughing at me, but it turns out it's because I was looking like Russell Brand from 2011. So, you know, not the best, not the best. At one point, I was so drunk, we're under this awning. I thought I was on the ox cranking these tunes for about half an hour. I was queuing up music going, how good's this? Turns out Macca was on the tunes the whole time. It was never me, so... So I was just old school pissed, you know, it's just great, absolutely great. And so much fun. The sun came back out and now we pretty much had the whole reserve to ourselves, except for five absolute warriors who just sat in the pouring rain in ponchos, you know, in some sort of a, uh, in a it was almost a protest against the weather. I mean, the joke was on them, they were soaked, but anyway... But then, uh, dude, I tell you what, then after that, we partying there till about seven. Um, afterwards, I went to the bottle across the road and bought like $150 worth of drinks. 
uh, for a house party. And then um, I was quickly reminded uh, that we are in fact in a citywide lockdown. You know, I I was living La Vida Loca to the point where I actually forgot COVID existed. That's how much that's how much fun you can have at these picnics. You can genuinely forget your troubles. So it was freaking awesome. But dude, as far as this uh this rain thing and the I realized that as long as you're outside, I don't know if this if this is I'm giving away trade secrets here, but in Sydney, the deal is this. If you're outside, pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. Okay? Lick people up from head to toe. As long as you're outside. That's the rule, really. And, you know, that's not the rule rule, but, you know, that's the rule on the streets. So that's how it is. And I was thinking this, right? So the pubs are going to open next week in Sydney. There's already a couple of pubs where, like, they're booked out for a month in advance. A month in advance. Just for a pub. This isn't like, you know, crazy nightclubs. You know, I think public houses, pubs should never be exclusive. And they should be easy to access. But that's not the case when we go back to this four square meter rule. Like, it's back to, you know, you got to book three weeks in advance. If you do line up, you'll be lining up for about 45 years. You get in there, there's like seven blokes in the pub. There's more people in the line outside than there is in the pub inside. So here's my thing. And this could be a million dollar idea. Pubs with retractable roofs, but like, not like a little awning. I'm saying the whole pub. Eddie had stadium style. Okay. So that way, when, the, when, when it's a beautiful day and it's just cranking into next week, you, retru- you take the roof off the pub and now this is now an outdoor area. Everyone, pretend you're picnicking. Go nuts. You know what I mean? And then when, it's, when it starts to rain or on a rainy day, you shut the roof and you can have those, those four square meter rules. And, you know, it's rainy anyway, so most cowards will be home. You know, the problem is the sun comes out, as do the masses. We don't have room for everyone. But if we open that roof and then we just pretend it's outside, pub's making a mozza, everyone's having a great time, you know. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, is anyone, is anyone around this? Pubs with retractable stadium roofs. You heard it here first. I am, I'm not going to say a genius, but if you want to say it, I'm not going to correct you. What about that? (laughs) Oh, dude. Saturday, absolute rager. Okay, absolute rager. Um, Sunday. Now, Sunday, the boys are, are hurting. We're all sitting on the couch. There's a couple of Aussies fighting in the UFC. So we're just sitting there, just paralytic, just, or post-paralytic, I should say. And we're watching the UFC, just dying, basically. And we all got huge things to do that day. So we're just like, fuck. And how's this for a bit of pop-in energy? The pop-in is one of the greatest things. When you have a big house like the one I live in, and it's a rental, so it's not a brag, people will just pop in and it's the best thing on the planet. My mate freaking Hanso calls me up and he goes, he goes, mate, we're coming over with coffees. What do you boys want? Then they come over with about three hash browns for each of us and and a big ice latte. And this is what I appreciate. They got the coffee from a reputable cafe and then bought the hash browns from McDonald's. 
You know what I mean? A lesser man would have just bought McCafe coffees with the hash browns. So they come in, they drop off this absolute survival pack. Then it's mon- it's monopoly time at Macca's. They're doing the the win the instant win things. A couple of the boys who popped in, they win their instant wins and they give them to us. They say, there you go, boys, there's a Sunday. Add it to the list, you know what I mean? It's one of the great pop-ins now. I'm having a great time. And if you pop into someone's house unannounced, it is one of the funnest things. Totally turned our morning around, okay? You know, these nerds who are like, can I get something in the books with you for December? Maybe we could have a lunch. It's like, dude, I live in the here and now. Just turn up at my front door. See if I'm in the mood. Take life by the balls, you know? That's what these two fine young gentlemen did, our, our legend mates. And now we're having a cranking Sunday. Then I go to a, uh, another sort of barbecue outdoor event type situation with the old fan band. Dude, we're doing a, uh, how's this? We were doing a late Father's Day type situation, which I forgot about because it's not actually Father's Day. So not great from me. Picked up dad a beautiful bottle of red as a bit of a last minute present. Okay, it was quite expensive. It came in a box. Okay, so I don't want anyone thinking I didn't make the effort. But it came in a box. Now I get there. I go first on the red because my sister always gets the best presents and my brother's just smarter than me. So I know, I know I'm in trouble. You know, I've forgotten. I'm fucked. So I give him the bottle of red. He's pleased. But I think we both know that. It's only up from here. So then my sister... And this is the thing with girls. Girls can buy clothes because they know what to buy. At least I thought. My sister hands over like three packages. I'm already fucked, you know? And she's like, oh, this is like three different outfits you can wear over summer or something like this. She's full on styling the bloke, you know? So I'm thinking, fuck, I am fucked here. Then, thank God, my dad goes to, you know, hold the shorts up. Must be at least a, you know, my dad's quite a trim man. These shorts must be at least a quadruple XL. I mean, I don't, I don't know if my sister thought she was in general pants, got muddled up and walked into Lowe's, but I mean, God damn, you know, uh, the big man himself would be, uh, would be putting a belt on with these bad boys. Let me tell you, it looked like she was implying he's, my dad's like a fat fuck or something. It was very bizarre. Um, so dad's holding up these pants. It, it was like that thing where, you know, when someone loses like 80 kilos and they're like, these are my old pants and their wife gets in with them in the pan. They're both in jumping around. That's how big these shorts were. And, you know, as you can imagine, I was pretty quick to jump in on this. Um, RA her mistake. So now I'm thinking I could be home free on this one. You know, I'm thinking if my brother bottles this as well, this could be a Stephen Bradbury Bottle of wine, guaranteed worst present. I could be jumping right to the head of the queue here. This could be something special. So, my brother hands over his present. Bit of a box. I'm thinking maybe he's gone the bottle of red route as well. But then it turns out, my dad opens up. It's a Yui Boom. All right. A little bit predictable, if you ask me. A Yui Boom. It is also probably one of the best gifts you could get anyone. Because, I mean, it's just hours and hours of good times. However, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, uh, I've not been blown out of the water completely. It's not the worst thing in the world. Okay, so 
Then my brother says, oh, it's also waterproof so you can take it, take it fishing in your kayak because my dad loves fishing in his kayak. My brother's got him a waterproof speaker. Pretty good. But I, but I think I'm, I'm still, I'm not willing to let it go. I, I said, you want him to take that out on the kayak? I said, well, bloody hell, you drop that in the harbour, dad. They See you later. You know, that'll be the end of the speaker. And then my brother goes, oh, it actually floats as well. And I thought, fuck. So my brother got him a Yui Boom that is waterproof and also floats. So you can like tie it off the back of your kayak and crank some absolute tunes as you're reeling in some fish. I mean, that's got to be one of the greatest Father's Day presents of all time. Of all time. I would love that Yui Boom. Just best present full stop. I mean, around the pool, around other bodies of water. I mean, this thing is versatile as fuck. So, I was absolutely handled by my brother on our late Father's Day. Pretty embarrassing. But at the same time, oh, well, it's in the past now. Um, And really, uh, if my sister hadn't accidentally, I don't know what happened if if she mixed up the tags or what, but if my sister hadn't accidentally uh, bought three outfits for someone else's morbidly obese father, uh, then I would have come dead last and I deserve to. But I appreciate that from my sister. So absolutely handled on Sunday. Um, just got pretty bloody blind on Sunday. Watched the, the, the grand final later on. Uh, the grand final, obviously South's lost. I said last week, I'm a big South fan. It was such a cracking game and South had no ball. I didn't even really care, to be honest. Like I was disappointed, but also I don't really think uh, there really wasn't much South could have done differently. There was three big moments where Reynolds missed those two kicks and then Cody Walker threw that intercept. It's kind of the whole game there. Apart from that, we barely had the ball and our defense was freaking electric, dude. Some, it was one of the best games of footy I've ever seen, to be honest. It was so fast, so tough. I loved it. So who knows? You know, someone's got to lose. And like I said, I'm kind of, I'm more of a, a casual rugby league fan, so... I'm not going to pretend I went out and and threw myself in front of a bus um, because I didn't. But anyway, it was a great game and I was disappointed, but but fuck me, it was such a good game. Who cares? So anyway, sort of crack on. Now, keeping with the sporting theme of the last 37 seconds, Shane Warne has been in the media. You know, I I was saying, uh, I think a couple of episodes ago, I was having a tough time with the news because the, the news is so sad all the time. Sometimes I just want to watch like 20 minutes of the news just just to, you know, relax for a bit, have something on in the background. And then, the, and then it's like, you know, it's just people getting freaking straight up murdered. So it's not the best. But I chucked on the Today Show the other day and I swear to God, dude, how good is this? Monday, public holiday. Chuck on the Today Show. Shane Warne is literally on the screen. I mean, there's nothing better. Carl Stefanovic and Shane Warne. I mean, if I'm a podcast executive at Spotify, this deal has to be done. You know, I don't know what sort of money they offered Joe Rogan, but triple it, okay? We have two of the greats. Let's get them in a room together and let's create some magic. You know, I'd love to be the guy who just is the nerdy guy who never speaks, but he, you know, checks the audio levels. I'll be that guy for the pod. You know, just to be in the room with two icons. But so Shane Warne and Carl Stefanovic are, 
are yucking it up on the Today Show. And this is why Warney is without a doubt the GOAT. Because Warney isn't afraid to push boundaries. Warney isn't afraid to say, yes, I'm one thing, but I'm also, I'm also this thing as well. I'm a very dynamic man. You know, he never pretends uh, that, that spin bowling was the only thing he's ever good, he was ever good at. He never pretends that his expertise doesn't, doesn't move into, you know, other subjects. The man's got it all. So Warney went on the Today Show to talk about the ashes, whether they will happen and what quarantine protocols need to be put in place to make sure they do. And then he was also there to promote his new fragrance, SK-21. I mean, this man has range we've not seen before. I mean, yeah, Dr. Dr. Chant goes on on the press conferences every day here in Sydney to talk about COVID numbers. But I'd love to see her segue into whether or not the Ashes will be on this summer with the style and the grace that Shane Warne did on breakfast television yesterday. I mean, it was just unbelievable, dude. So <laughs> at one point, I think he said, yeah, you know, it's very difficult for the English players to be away from their families for so long. Do you know what would make it a bit better? A bit of SK-21 in their Christmas sacks, hey? Brand new favorite fragrance from yours truly. But seriously, guys, COVID, COVID's a real problem. <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable from the great man. I love him. I love him. And it's good to see Warney finally crossing over into politics a little bit. You know, not that I think Shane Warne would ever be a politician. I think he's far too busy. But, you know, it's nice to hear the great man just dip his toe into the issues every now and then because there's no one's opinion I respect more. All right, so last point that I wanted to talk about was uh, a couple of things. Oh, yeah, apparently, um, just quick retraction on last week. Apparently, most of my men's netball segment was actually pretty factually incorrect. So it turns out they need to make men's netball a thing because the Olympics will not put in single gender sports. So that's why they're trying to make men's netball a thing. So there you go. There's a little bit of a bit of a fact behind the fiction. Still a very hilarious nine minutes, I'll stand behind, but the actual information therein, possibly possibly counterfeit. Possibly counterfeit. But anyway, I read this today or yesterday. I think I read it last week actually. Who gives a fuck? I read this, that Carlton AFL Football Club, you know, I get DMs from people saying that it's embarrassing that I don't know anything about AFL. Well, I've taken an interest. Apparently, Carlton AFL Football Club attempted to sign Elise Perry a couple of years ago. Now, that is electric. Elise Perry going from cricket to AFL. They'll be like Carmichael Hunt on steroids, dude, okay? I mean, they're not even close. If Elise Perry started playing women's AFL, I would turn on the telly. I mean, women's AFL, pull together your resources. Throw every dollar you can at this chick. I mean, I think Elise Perry is still very much enjoying her cricket, but when she gets to the, to the back end of this cricket caper, Dude, throw like a... I was going to say throw a million dollars at her. It is possible I am out of touch with women's AFL because I don't think that is possibly realistic. 
Um, maybe it's not enough. I really don't know too much about it. But, you know, let's throw a fair amount of cash at Elise Perry and put her in a Carlton jumper. I mean, that would be electric. You'd have my 15 bucks. I'd go watch. And then, I mean, if Elise Perry became a successful AFL player, at that point, is she not like the greatest Australian sportsman of all time? This is crazy, dude. This is like just insane. I saw they just made, um, uh, what is it? In New Zealand. Oh, dude, the transgender weightlifter. Didn't catch her name, but they made her woman of the year in New Zealand. And people were obviously pretty furious about that for various reasons. Dude, I'd like to see Elise Perry go the other way. Transition into a man and then start taking over men's sports. I mean, I think she could do it. You t- you're telling me if we don't, we don't put freaking 20 cc's of testosterone with maybe a little bit of cheeky TRT. Whoops. Sorry, Elise, wrong syringe. Get a bit of that into the great into the great woman, and have her coming off the long run in the men's game. Jesus Christ! I mean, freaking hell! Tell the kids to go to bed. No one should see this. Elise Perry has just has just injured three men. Blokes are just getting freaking stretched off because Elise Perry's coming off the long run at the Wacker after twenty cc's of testosterone. I mean, this chick could do anything. This chick could do absolutely anything. And if she, if she transferred to AFL and then she was AFL, soccer and cricket, gun, I don't even know what you call that at that point. You know, that's just crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And I would love to still see it happen. You know, two years ago when they tried to sign her, I think at least Perry, maybe three, four years ago, two, three years ago, I'm trying to think when she got that double hundred in the ashes, but dude, she's in her prime in cricket. She's not going anywhere with there, but maybe she could do, it could be like a cash grab at the end of her career. You know how people like, you know, Timmy Cahill went and played for the the Hong Kong Red Bulls or whatever they're called, you know, that Hyundai good time soccer team for freaking 4 billion yen, maybe the equivalent, equivalent of that for Elise Perry could be playing women's AFL. I don't know, dude, but fuck me, that is so exciting. How cool would that be? Anyway, I don't know if anyone's up pumped on that besides me, but Jesus Christ, this chick can do anything. Anyway, that is the podcast for this week. Treat yourself, dude. Treat yourself, um, you know, in all aspects. I'm trying to think if I have anything to really say. If you want to tag, tag a mate in a Facebook stand-up video of mine, Always appreciated, guys. Always appreciated. Uh, comedy is coming back at some point. I am negotiate. I'm in negotiations, as they say, for a possible, um, possible some possible Sydney shows, maybe at the end of November. Um, ironically, I was actually supposed to be in Perth next weekend. Um, so obviously that's not happening. But you know, so that was my Perth. I did have a Perth date. And then my Brisbane show got rescheduled to October 21, um, which is also uh, not on. So that's the end of that. I will not be touring this year. And I don't know if these Sydney shows are going to happen, but there might be some Sydney shows and that's just sort of what's been going on. But no stress at all. Like I I always knew they were going to be cancelled. So no worries. But just to let you guys know that the effort was made on my part. And uh, hopefully I'll see you all next year.
But anyway, dude, thanks for listening.